Patriot power. You're in the dog zone for an hour. Come on. You know the number. Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the weekly podcast for 1900hotdog.com, the last comedy website. Support us and our talented, well-paid contributors on Patreon. I'm longtime internet standout Sean Baby, and my co-host is the author of Carrier Wave and a carrier of a friendly wave, Robert Brockway. Well, hello. Can you hear it? Can you hear the friendly wave? It's coming through clear. I got a Brockway fact for you. My name is on a monster truck. No follow-up. Is that the monster truck gong? Oh, we yeah, do have a monster truck gong. Finally gong. broke out the monster truck gong. Uh, our guest is a 1-900 hot dog favorite who sells jokes, art, and life advice. We're happy to welcome back the unwranglable chaos pixie, Hannah Michaels. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's, it's a pleasure to have you back. Can I have her intro? Can, can I have, <laughs> just, can we both be... You'd have to give her ownership of your novel Carrier Wave for it to work. Ooh, that might be worth it. <laughs> Can I have a monster truck? I'll take that. I'll give you the oh, monster not. truck. <laughs> it's the best, best I can do today. I do not own the monster truck. Shit, that was a follow-up question. Oh, she's so good. She's so good. I'm on the run already. Tricked you out of it. Hey, Hannah, what are you working on these days? I'd like to pretend it's it's comedy um, <laughs> that is currently out of my hands. There are things that have been written that may be seen someday. Okay. It is... Uh, That's promising news, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. So out of my coy. Hands. Damn, that's coy. <laughs> it, it's not even. It's literally, I have a co-writer that is successful and I am not. So... <laughs> ah, I see. And you're we'll waiting on them to finish their half. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see if he gets stuff through. Um, <laughs> I like yeah. to put TV ideas just like on paper airplanes, in bottles, and like mm-hmm. throw them down the river. That's kind of yeah. my process. That's a good idea. But so yeah. far has been my process too. And it works yeah. great. Yeah, it I'm works gonna out. put that in a pilot. Done. Mine it's, now. It's literally the same odds as having an agent and working hard and hustling and i this is to oh, my exact experience. same oh exact yeah. same odds yeah yeah i like to go into coffee shops and just hope i bump into steven spielberg that's another another thing I honestly like to do. the person who uh got um who paid for the sky writing that is uh that was uh, joe rogan is literally five foot three that did more for her than i think any of that other shit good for her i don't i don't know any part of that story but it's great yeah. <laughs> oh man it was like really visible in la for a while <laughs> well i'm in connecticut could we well, see it from connecticut fuck. i assumed it would have made your social media somehow but maybe i'm in a bubble maybe i'm yeah. in a hollywood elite bubble and you're rockway reads precious five foot LA four bubble. tweets and up that's it yep <laughs> I also LA religiously which I don't go outside. Don't click on anything that says Joe Rogan. So well, that's I just a good. Know. That's a good policy. Uh, I share a world record with Joe Rogan. I might have mentioned this in the podcast before. Ooh, can but, we guess um, it? Yeah, I, you might even Ooh. know it. I thought you knew it. Uh, I, I you, you're probably going to tell me, and then I'm going to know it. But for right now, I will guess uh, most spiders regurgitated. Oh, yes, I we, was. <laughs> We have a tie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I wrote guess. a video game. I wrote three UFC video games, oh. and one of them had more uh, dialogue than any other video game that had ever been written. And Joe Rogan had to read about thirty percent of it. Oh, ah. so he doesn't share a record. He doesn't get credit on, no. on that record with you. He doesn't deserve that. I feel like. Just in case that's the one artifact that survives history like a thousand years from now. No, he doesn't get it. We need to lower those no. odds. 
No, okay. look, in I, the alternate timeline in which Divine did not die and hosted Fear Factor instead, he doesn't <laughs> even exist. He's still doing bringer shows. <laughs> he faded out of existence. Though. Somehow Fear Factor was the thing that kept him on this plane. I don't, it seems like reality shows tend to project people into political relevance somehow. I don't know how yeah. the world works. Yeah, I just I know it's true. bad. Yeah, that's how the world works. That's how Ryan this world Seacrest works. Ryan for governor. Uh, and the, the guy from Survivor. Yeah. For president. What is that guy? Briggs from hey. WB Superstar for uh, Secretary <laughs> of State. <laughs> Honestly. A lecherous creep. <laughs> literally anyone on Drag Race except Fifi would do a great, better job. Uh, is, uh, what, what makes Fifi bad at that? I don't watch that show. Fifi is not good under pressure. Oh, yeah. there's a lot of pressure yeah. being a political leader. Yeah. That's a bummer for Fifi. Uh, why did she get into reality TV if that's a... Did do- not think it through. Um, mm. I'm guessing that's probably the case for a lot of people who get into reality TV. And look, if you're a performer and that's a platform, I'm not going to judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do true. really like when people on reality TV get surprised by their lack of uh, performance ability. Yeah. Oh, I thought it's, I could do that. Ooh, yeah. Oh, no. It's, it's oh, shit. you know, if you do something on stage, it's completely different. Right. It's always going to be. I would like never the first, do The first note well, also, out of your yeah. audition at American Idol, just, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought <laughs> I could. Yeah. I can't, I can't do that. Today, we're trying out a new game called Dumber Than Real. It's an exciting trivia improvement quiz game where two contestants, the lovely Brockway and Hana will compete to come up with answers dumber than the real answer to real things. Uh, some of them you might know. Some of them may be too unspeakable for any brain to remember. The rules are simple and not even worth explaining. So we're going to start. Hana, as our guest, would you like to go first or second? I'll, I'll go first. Let's be bold. Very brave, very bold. Now, each category has five questions and the categories are Whoopi blanking Goldberg. These are Whoopi Goldberg questions where you fill in the blank. We also have Porkin, Grapplin, Jackie Chan, Literature, and Fabio. <laughs> literature. Oh, so, Hannah, those are your categories. You can select from any of them. Uh, I'm proud and upset to say I don't know anything about any of these categories. That's uh, only going to work to your advantage. Yeah, I don't think that's, that's going to harm yeah. you. In fact, I know a lot about a lot of these categories, and I, I'm very worried. I think that's going to hurt me quite a bit. It's true. Let's now, go the with I- Jackie Chan, because I'm still upset that that paint-resin-based fight didn't, didn't win our last, <laughs> our last game. Holding right. an imaginary grudge. <laughs> All right, your first question. Now, the idea of this game is uh, whether you know the real answer or not, you're going to try to come up with something worse or dumber or more unspeakable. Okay. Okay. So after Jackie Chan broke his foot, jumping onto a hovercraft during the filming of Rumble in the Bronx, what specifically mm-hmm. ill-advised thing did he do on that broken foot? Uh, he ate it. He ate. He ate his he broken ate the foot. foot. <laughs> he while ate still the foot on his while broken. giving a long lecture about survivalism, <laughs> he didn't need to eat the foot because there was like craft services and shit. Mm-hmm. But you know. But he, he wanted, wanted to, to show teach. his stuntman how, yeah, yeah, how to yeah. do it, what he was expecting yeah, yeah. of them. In case, you know, professional stuntmen ever find themselves in a situation where they have to eat their own foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, I'm going to give you a point for that because that is dumber than what really happened, which was barefoot water skiing. Uh, <laughs> Jackie Chan took his broken foot and stuck a little sock on it so it sort of looked like a shoe. And stuck then a barefoot <laughs> water skied on that cast. Um, stuck a big sock over like this huge cast, and then they colored it in to look like a Nike. And oh, then he God. went and then he went water skiing. I feel like uh, if you were like a zany podiatrist, like that's the joke you would tell your patients. Well, well, like, okay, no barefoot water skiing for a month, lol. That's definitely a gag from a Jackie Chan movie. The the podiatrist is over on the sidelines going and pulling his hair, going, no. <laughs> uh, he, he like uh, oh, looks God. at his bottle of liquor and shakes his head and throws it behind him. No more of this. No, no more of that. One time uh, my, my 
ex accidentally, he had a knife land in the middle of his foot. And uh, Whoa. just, we both forgot he was a hemophiliac. So he put on 17 socks and just bled in the Uber all the way to the emergency <laughs> room where he waited for three hours. And then finally they came in after he soaked through 17 socks and there was blood all over the floor to ask him, hey, do you by any chance have a bleeding disorder? You Three know hours. what? Funny you should ask. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> ask the 40-foot trail of blood. <laughs> uh, question two, Hana. In right. Who Am I? Jackie Chan plays a character who can't remember his name after falling out of a helicopter. That character goes by two names in the film. What are they? Uh, the film's name is Who Am I? Who Am I? I'm going to go with uh, Magic Johnson. Ooh. And the other? Because it's... No, um, those are the two names. Oh, Magic yeah. and Johnson? Oh, that's really good. Uh, yeah. No, the two, no, no. The, the two names... Uh, I'm not sure if I can give you a point for this because the okay, two names... Okay, well, na- then, I, then let me finish. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, don't let me steal Magic her answer. Johnson and, uh, and Benjamin Goldfarb. <laughs> Fantastic names. I think Jackie could play both those very well. Uh Again, I'm not sure it's dumber than the original, which the two names are Who Am I and Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh my Jackie God. Chan's always a safe, safe guess. <laughs> I discovered, I discovered an unknown dumber. to me uh, Jackie Chan movie, like prime Jackie Chan movie, which mm-hmm. is always just a holiday as I, uh, they're the most precious things in the world. Yeah. Uh, and uh, of course, it's it's a race to guess. Does he play Jackie Chan in this? And he did. You'll be happy to know he did. There's a uh, when Rumble the Bronx came out, he did like a big like media blitz in America because he finally had a hit American movie. And I remember all the the pictures because they were just everywhere. And I uh, mm-hmm. I painted several of them like just in painting class because I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I'll paint Jackie Chan. <laughs> and so uh, so I recognize these paintings. There's a the poster for a movie called Mr. Nice Guy, and it's. Uh-huh. Two the one of with those the monster truck. Yes. Well, no, <laughs> I guess it's like a construction monster truck. <laughs> they took two of those Jackie Chan publicity shots from Rumble in the Bronx and they made it look like he was throwing a punch and a kick at the same time using two different pictures. And then they wrote <laughs> nice across his fist. I, 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 I think that. it's maybe and guy across his foot. <laughs> no, it's just they, they're like, that's enough. Nice. <laughs> just, it looks like he's got like. A, a man a third of his size's uh, hips and legs. And then this, uh, anyway, it's fantastic. One of the greatest Beautiful. movie posters. I believe uh, that's the one where he plays a celebrity chef. Yes. Is he nice still named Jackie? Celebrity. I believe he's still named Jackie Chan. He's named Jackie, but not Jackie Chan. Oh, okay. I, I like the lack of pretense because some people always play themselves and mm-hmm. they'll, you know, They'll still they'll still have a different character name, and it's just he's like why we know he's not an actor. Yeah, you're not hiring him for his acting ability. You're no, hiring him to barefoot water ski in a giant. Yeah. Colored and there are a sock. lot of people that we don't hire for their acting ability. So why the why the pretense? I 100 percent agree. Uh, Hannah, this is a, another question for you. If you Google image search Jackie Chan sweater, what do you get? You get a sweater with. Jackie Chan nips, just beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> big smile. Jackie Chan covering the nips. Everything else is nude skin tone options. Whatever your skin tone, you have options for that. That's pretty close. That's yeah, it's pretty close. Uh, it is. I would say I'm going to give you a point because it is dumber than real. Because if you what you really get is Jackie Chan looking fine as hell in a sexy backless hollow out white halter top sweater. Just if you spun it around, you'd get exactly what Hannah described. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You'll also get some of Jackie Chan wearing himself on a sweater. Uh, uh-huh, that's a good one. Yeah. I so like that. Jackie Chan's sweater is a real nice Google image search for your listeners. I think there's one with a koala face so with like oh, the yeah. little buttons. It's a good one. Yeah, it's some quality it's Jackie Chan sweaters. Just a joyful search. It's up there with Steven Seagal carrot and Billy Corgan little train. Uh, <laughs> in the the final battle of Drunken Master Two, what does Jackie Chan drink in order to get drunk enough to win the fight? Uh, hmm, that's tough 
because you want something that gets you drunk, but I'm going to go with Slim Fast. (laughs) (laughs) That is dumber and safer than the original, which was industrial ethanol. He drinks like just a bunch of mining ethanol. Uh, And there's actually. (laughs) That's a good point, too. It's definitely Uh, dumber if you're trying to get drunk, but is it safer? In your face, Slim Fast. Our sponsor for today. (laughs) For the record, I had one for breakfast today because ADHD. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm just trying to not forget to eat. Hmm. I believe it would have been 16 million calories if they were Slim Fast because he drinks so much of that. (laughs) He just downs it. Yeah, you might know him just dying and exploding of ethanol poisoning. You might know this as a Jackie Chan nerd. But um, there was actually a scene at the end of this movie where he is completely crippled and blinded by drinking all of the, uh, like, not for drinking industrial ethanol. And they cut that when they uh, released it in America. Because they I did thought, not know hey, that. This isn't very funny. They're like, this. <laughs> he's, he's... <laughs> we don't want to see that. <laughs> we want to uh, see the part where you fall in the pit of coals and try to run out of it. I mean, to be fair, we did live that with Prohibition, so I guess we know. Yeah, we've seen it. So Jackie Chan thought that movie was like a cautionary tale. He thought it was like a somber cautionary tale (laughs) where he's blowing fire in people's faces and falling coals. And then he's like, and that's why you don't drink alcohol. Thanks, Jackie Chan. Uh, Hannah, your final Jackie Chan question. In the classic often talked about film Rob Be Good from 2006, described by the director as some of the darkest days of my career. (laughs) Jackie Chan plays a crook hired by his landlord to steal a baby. What's his character's name? Uh, I'm going to say Robbie Good. (laughs) That is a great guess. Not dumber than the original, which is Thongs. What? His name is Thongs. When he plays a role, baby, he plays a role. Oh, he is. Th- he encompasses the character of Thongs. Go, go look at his IMDb and it's Jackie I, Chan, Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan, things, Thongs. That's one of those things where, like, you you think it's racist, but you don't know how. Right. Yeah, I don't like, trust I don't, it. I don't trust it, but I don't know why I don't trust it. Because it's mm-hmm. just shoes or underpants, but I... Right. It has to be shoes, because you'd call him thong yeah. if he was... Right, right, right. Like, if that's what he wore, or if that's what he wore. Unless he wears multiple. Well, yeah, he could wear both. He could be Why a hemophiliac. I, it, someone should be asking these questions. I think we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're really saving the world. So, Hannah, that was really good. I gave you three points. Uh for being dumber than Jackie Chan three different ways, uh, which is quite a feat. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm kicking myself. I could have done better. We'll I'm apparently um, we'll setting we'll off see. fireworks for you. <laughs> You're setting a high bar. Uh, Brockway, do you remember the categories? Uh, I want Whoopi fucking Goldberg. <laughs> All right, then. Like, just uh, in general. That's a good blanket statement. Hell yeah. So... Your first question. In the film Eddie, Whoopi Goldberg wins a zany contest to earn a job as blank. Uh, Jackie Chan stunt double? Uh, I'm not sure it's dumber than the original, which is coach of the New York Knicks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fair enough. (laughs) That's the plot of that movie. movie? She goes in and and for a halftime show, like makes a free throw and gets to be like the coach of the New York Knicks for like, the rest of the game. And then she's so like sassy in New York that they like <laughs> keep her on. And, and so she's like, she doesn't know anything about basketball uh, other than like casual fan stuff. And so she can't like run an offense or anything, but like, she's good at insulting the other players and like belittling them and not backing down from them riffs. And uh, I don't know, just through attitude alone becomes a very good and competent coach of the New York. Yeah. Nick's and um, I miss when every movie we made was that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you you look at it, and you're like, I know exactly what this fucking movie is. Like, there's no reason to watch it. Um, this one you probably will just know cold. A twenty million dollar lawsuit forced Whoopi Goldberg to make the movie Blank, co-starring Blank. Oh 
man, I I know it cold, but here's the thing: because I know it, mm-hmm. how can I come up with something stupider than that? Yeah, it's quite a All challenge. Right, what, what's the exact phrasing of the question again? A twenty million dollar lawsuit forced Whoopi Goldberg to make the movie Blank, co-starring Blank, and Blank uh, is the same. To make the movie. Oops, all wolves, co-starring six wolves stacked on top of each other. Hmm. I didn't get it. It's not dumber than Theodore Rex, who is a Tyrannosaurus Rex policeman. I can't beat it. (laughs) Oh, man. Have you seen that film, Hannah? I have have to now. (laughs) She lost a lawsuit. (laughs) She didn't want to star in the movie. So they sued her until she starred in the movie. And she did. And they released the movie. And it's about Whoopi Goldberg being police partners with a T-Rex. Wait, wait. What's the basis for this lawsuit? She didn't want to fucking do it. And I guess she'd already signed a contract. (laughs) She showed up on set and saw the T-Rex and was like, no, this uh, this was fucking stupid. I'm so sorry. Hell no, I'm coaching like, the New York Knicks. I don't have to fucking do this shit. And they sued her until she starred in it, and she did. It's my favorite story about anything. Wow. <laughs> uh, in 1993, Whoopi Goldberg said, it takes a lot of courage to come out in blank in front of 3,000 people. I don't care if you don't like it. I do. Uh, a jetpack and nothing else. <laughs> uh I might give it to you. The original answer, blackface. Blackface. Ooh. Uh, she was speaking of her then lover, TV superstar Ted Danson. Ted Danson, yeah. Came right. out in blackface. That one. To the delight of no one. Nineteen ninety three, we were like, we don't do this, Ted Danson. Imagine having to defend that. Yeah. She... I I get that like your partner signed off on that, but it's not like there's a council of black people that can also like. It's not like right. they go to the same meeting. Yeah, that's. A really I mean, tough to be fair, she just said it takes in. a lot of courage. She very carefully I mean, said it. it did is, not say it's a good idea or it's okay. That is technically true. Yes, <laughs> but you're gonna said, get your ass kicked. I don't yeah. care if you don't like it. I do. Both parts of that right. statement are very problematic. Right. I think Whoopi should care if other people don't like it and shouldn't like it. <laughs> so I'm getting I'm getting shut out. Oh, you know what? I gave you a point for that because oh, my um, God. Uh, I thought yours was more fun than blackface. Mm-hmm. So congr- yeah, congratulations, Robert Brockway. More fun than blackface. <laughs> putting, it on, putting it on my business card. <laughs> uh, number four, Whoopi Goldberg played Mother Gooseberg in a 1997 TV special called Mother Goose: A Blank and Blank Special. Uh, a blackface dancing special. <laughs> uh, it's all—it's in my head now. It's all I'm thinking about. Yeah, I, I get you can't it. drop it, and I just need to—I need to contemplate I get it. it. I was, original... I was, my brain was going horse and thimble for some reason, but that doesn't <laughs> horse and that... I, I don't. I the, think the original I was rapping and rhyming. Monopoly. Okay, rapping that makes more rhyming. sense. Yeah. Okay, is... but that rules. So yeah, well, that's, clearly that's I get it. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's yeah, two I points you for you. Um, Horse and thimble. I, I, it's hard to wrap my mind around where your brain goes sometimes, Hannah. I really, yeah, I, I really like that. that about. Um, I'm not. I'm not controlling this. I appreciate that. We know. <laughs> like 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 as a, a student of comedy, I, I, I like to find the path people go to get places. And then you say something, I'm like, yep, that doesn't make any sense. She jumped from A to D uh, and I will never understand it. I, uh, so I'm just saying, I appreciate you and, and what you bring you. to this, this game show quiz entertainment thing. Thank you. It, it hasn't worked out in terms of living in society, but I'm glad it works for this game show. Live in this <laughs> society. This is your society. This is where you belong. Yeah, what yes, we do at one nine hundred hot dog is we create our own environment where we can thrive. Fuck and yes, I love it. Welcome to it I by nobody's standards right except now. for our own. <laughs> right. Fuck yes. In 1998's The Telephone, Whoopi Goldberg plays an actress with a pet owl who spends the whole movie screaming into a non-working phone, which you don't learn until she murders the repairman. It made ninety nine thousand dollars. The L.A. Times said. 
Sorry, but this film is a blank. Uh, masterpiece? Uh, I might give it to you. The original was wrong number. (laughs) This film, you know, that old phrase, this film is a wrong number. (laughs) Wait, that's a real, it's a real, no, say the description one more time. The LA Times said, sorry, but this film is a wrong number. No, no, of the movie. The movie. Okay. She plays, it's like an, it's like a bottle movie. She's stuck in the apartment and she has an owl and a phone. And she's using the owl on the phone to like figure out what's going on. And like, I think she was solving a crime or just dealing with some sort of crisis. And then it turns out she, the the phone wasn't working. And here comes a a phone repairman to be like, oh, hey, your phone line's down. He picks it up. There's no dial tone. And that's like a big reveal. Like, oh, she's been fucking crazy the whole time. And then she murders the repairman. And that's the movie. And it was originally written for Robin Williams. He said, I'm not doing this shit. And, then, <laughs> and um, okay, yeah, just voice the L, Robin. We'll, we'll, we're talking, you don't have to star in it. Just voice the L. $20 million lawsuit, Robin. Wow. <laughs> and it made $99,000. All right. Well, I got to see that. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah. Huge, huge film. All right. What are my points at? What did I, I what, gave you what three I points. I, uh, so it's, right. it's tied up. Sweet. Uh, Hannah, do you remember the uh, categories or should I go through them real quick? Uh, can you go through them, please? We got Porkin, Grappling, Literature, Fabio. What was the first one? Porkin. Okay. I'm going to do Porkin just to make my mom sad. <laughs> In two ways because she keeps kosher. But Oh, yeah. well, good for her. Uh, Fine for her life. What celebrity inappropriately grabbed Robin Williams's nipples. It's an incident he described as, and I quote, then a fun thing happened because my balls went, somebody wants to play. Should we go to phase two? No, don't go to phase two. <laughs> I don't like do the, the voice, an ambush. I tried to bring the energy. <laughs> um, so we're looking for the celebrity I'm, that inappropriately grabbed mm, his nipples. and it, I'm going to go with David Attenborough, British naturalist of note. David, that's a very good answer. Oh, Sir David Attenborough. Sorry. Uh, Sir David Attenborough, yes. Uh, The real answer is Coco, the sign language gorilla. God, fuck. (laughs) All right, so that bit lands now. Almost. (laughs) I wasn't going to give him that bit until it was about a gorilla. Now it's like, should I fuck that gorilla? That's a great bit. It's a funny bit. No shame in the bit. He he almost got a boner because he was getting pawed at by... The sign language gorilla. Yeah. He contemplated briefly it. fucking a gorilla. That's so solid. I know a lot about things that don't matter. I know a lot about that gorilla. Why why did I mm-hmm. not I've seen footage of her like going through like gorilla the equivalent of like gorilla dating videos and being like, no, no, no. <laughs> and now you know no. why. Now you know we're tight. Yeah, yeah. I guess. She loved nipples. Also, a uh, fun fact, did not really speak sign language. Kind of was just doing dog tricks. Is the research shows now? I, I choose not to believe that. I I, I prefer to live in a world well, with sign language gorillas. Gorilla. in the wild do speak their own version sure. of, of she was sign a, language. Like, she yes. was a very clever and erotic gorilla. Yeah, um, I could see I could see the urge to perform as a gorilla, but she would, as a gorilla, have the intelligence to communicate as well. Right. Maybe not uh, with humans, but at least with other gorillas. I just, sure. I like to think that I know it didn't happen, but it could have happened that there was a gorilla writing slam poetry <laughs> at some point. And that's the only I way mean, I can get absolutely. there. So that's my reality. And there's I a, there's a cat yours. you can watch on Instagram <laughs> right now that is just, it's got, you know, those buttons with words. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, it is voicing... Poetry? Well, it voices what I think is in every single cat's mind. It's just want, 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 food, mad, 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 no, want, food, mad, <laughs> mad, mad. <laughs> yeah, that's slam poetry. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd snap to that. <laughs> I can dig it. Absolutely. Um, the top selling and renting porn film of 1994, directed by Ron Jeremy, Starred a man who was previously famous for what? I 
I might know the real answer, and it's depressing. <laughs> so you gotta so beat it. I'm gonna say choking down his own dick after chopping it off himself. <laughs> That's actually very, very close to the real answer, I know. which is getting yeah. his dick cut off and thrown in a field. <sighs> so you just knew that cold. Both of you just knew that cold. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Impressive. the phrasing ticked us that uh, ticked us off. The, the phrasing mm. tipped us off. No, they're both correct. Yeah, they are both correct. Mm-hmm. I um, such a stupid like, thing that our culture endorsed. It really was like I. Just, I we shouldn't have known about that. No, uh, he shouldn't have made a film about his about it after. No. I'm going to give you a point because I think you made it fun that he ate it. Um, it's, that's fun. It's, um, I'm going to continue down the path of eating your own limbs. Yeah. See, I, it's it's working for you. Yeah. Well, why not? Look. Let's see if you can make it work for this one. Consent In, matters, but if they're your own limbs, fucking chow down. Hell yeah. Uh, In Universal Soldier, a fully nude Jean-Claude Van Damme tells Allie Walker there must be a tracking device on him. He grabs her hand, swings into her arms, and says What? Will you please cut through my webbed toes? <laughs> You're getting a point for that because that's very strange. He actually says, look for something unusual, something hard. That it's, sounds right. Uh, yeah. In the rival scene with Dolph Lundgren, he says, explore my anus. Dig around for a circuit in my penis. Uh, <laughs> Great Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Thank no you. notes on that one. <laughs> uh, heavily inspired by Tim Burton, what's the name of the 1991 film about an adult toy saleswoman who brings home a disfigured man who falls in love with her daughter? Mm. I'm going to go with Corpse Doe. For Corpse Dildo. Corpse Dildo. Yeah. I don't know if it's dumber than the original, which is Edward Penis Hands. Edward Penis Hands was the the real answer. I see. That's so good. (laughs) Uh, The porno parody of Edward Scissor's Hands. Scissor Hands? I think it's just Scissor Hands. I would have assumed it would be something about scissoring, but no. Something about hand jobs, but no. Dildo that was alive at one point. (laughs) <laughs> and you just have to live with that knowledge and, and wonder if ghosts are real and if they could be attached to just the dick. Yes. I have one note. I, I did not get that from uh, the title. I feel like it needs a subtitle. Like if it's Corpse Dildo colon. Uh, Does a dead the... dick have a soul? Yes. Okay. I like that. Yes. Uh, I might have given you a point for that. As it I is, like it, with, it without the A. Does a dead dick have soul? Yeah. Ooh. Very different movie. Ooh, very different. I like that. Starring, starring Jim Kelly. Have, no, want, food, have, want, food. <laughs> I do not have soul. That's why my beat poetry sucks. Yeah. It's as good as a cat's. I'd argue it's not. But Yeah, I you. prefer the cats. <laughs> I was going for worse than cats. That's the theme of the day. Um, during the election season of 2020, Pornhub released data analysis showing the most statistically distinct search terms for each state. For example, accidental cream pie for Missouri or sloppy blowjob for Virginia. What was Louisiana's? Uh, Louisiana's was Adam Cream, a very, very distinct uh, fetish in which uh, you are attracted to Adam Ganser creaming himself. Um, <laughs> but it's just it's just like lotions and stuff. You know, okay. it, we're the ones making it dirty. It's our fault, really. It's really our fault that this man has to live with the burden of yeah. Adam Cream. And is this is this an inside joke or did you just off the cuff that? This might be something that evolved over torturing him on Twitch. Oh. <laughs> well, the, um, God, I'm not sure I could give it to you. Oh, the come original on. Answer, Just because of the origin? Oh. Let me, let me tell you the original and see what you think. Okay. Uh, in Louisiana, 
the the most statistically distinct search term for pornography was Popeyes. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> what is that? What does that mean in terms of pornography? What is that? Like they must have thought they were on like a different website. They're like, (laughs) (laughs) no, no, that's got to be that's got to be a name for a fetish of some sort. Yeah, that's something. That that sounds like a choking thing, maybe. (laughs) Let's not look it up. You know how humans are those desktop squeeze toys. It's a it's a grave syndrome thing. (laughs) I 100 percent took it as the fried chicken and loved it. That that it's so popular there. Because uh, I love Popeye's fried chicken, <laughs> that it just but I think like, it. there in Louisiana, it just must be so popular that uh, <laughs> they just like think, you know what I could go for right now? Big titties. Sure. Yes. An FFM yeah. cream pie? Absolutely. Or some of that Cajun sparkle on my dick. Yeah. <laughs> Real stepmom? Uh-huh. But also, in addition to those keywords. Yep. Uh, okay. I'm gonna, I gave you three points for that round. Uh, very impressive. Uh, Brockway, you have your choice of grappling. Literature. Fabio, Fabio it is. <laughs> God damn it. You I was saving not, that. You may not know this, but Fabio is a prolific actor with a lot of range. Of his 42 credited roles, in how many of them did he play Fabio? Uh, none. None. He's, <laughs> a, is- he's a method actor. That is much dumber than 25, which is the real number. <laughs> oh, come on. That was a... <laughs> only, however, 25, of, yeah, only 25, though. This is why one I of... wanted this category. <laughs> what would you have said, Anna? What, what would your guess have been? I, zero. That is that is what you guess. That's what I'm saying. That is yeah. what you guess because you know it's dumber than whatever the answer is. You know. <laughs> he did play a character called Handsome Man, which... That's close enough to yeah, Fabio that I might make it 26. <laughs> good uh, looking dope. Yep. <laughs> what real but non-Fabio person did Fabio play in Sharknado 5, Global Swarming? Benjamin Franklin. Is that dumber than the Pope? Oh, it's not. Oh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I thought uh, Franklin was a shoo-in. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> a lock, very too. Very strong. Very dumb, but just not dumb enough. Yeah, the Pope beats For that. God damn. The Pope is... I think Fabio's a great choice. Like, I normally don't vibe with the uh, comedic sensibilities of the Sharknado series, but I think casting Fabio as the Pope yeah. is strong. I was going to say, like, that's a weak bit for anybody else but Fabio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like if if I'm watching Sharknado, I'm like, God, this fucking sucks. And then like, oh, here comes the Pope, and I'm like, oh, Fabio, huh? Like that's that's what it would get out of me. But I'm like, that's still a that's a big pop for that's Sharknado a lot for Sharknado. Yeah. Let's just go into a little bonus trivia. My favorite role that Fabio has ever played is an an actual literal angel in the movie Exorcist Three. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, I Fabio know. Um, in there. Damn. He does look like an angel. I bet he's been an angel on a lot of romance novel covers. I mean, if you if you look up what angels actually look like in the mm. Bible, no. They're like a stack of eyeballs. <laughs> he's not a jumble of eyes. He, he does play. He just voices a jumble of eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in 2011, alongside no one you've heard of, Fabio played himself in a movie called Hollywood Blank Wars. Ooh, Hollywood Titty Wars. Oh, that's really close to the original. And Dumber, which is just Hollywood Sex Wars. (laughs) Yeah, I get that point. Hollywood Sex Wars? Hollywood Sex Wars. Do you have the description? I would have killed Fabio. Oh, why? (laughs) I read the description and I still could not give it back to you. It, It honestly seems like just like really bored screenwriters in LA are like, oh, I don't know. What's a movie even like, like what, what even is plot? What even is anything? And then <laughs> that just sort of fell out of them. They had a, this is a crisis movie and somebody yes. greenlit it. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. That sounds about right. Fabio of course became famous for getting painted hunkily onto the cover of novels. He also wrote eight himself, each of them with a single word title. Name one. Wait. No name two. Damp is one. <laughs> and 
bread. <laughs> Damp and bread. I'm going to give you a point. Yeah, um, I, oh. The originals are dangerous, wild, mysterious. Then, after he ran out of like ways to describe a mysterious lover, I think he just started putting in his Dungeons and Dragons characters because then they became <laughs> Viking, rogue, Comanche, pirate, and champion. <laughs> yeah, he's uninvited to the game when he started playing a Comanche. <laughs> like, oh, Bobby, we don't oh, like yeah. this. No. I don't like the costume. I don't like the voice. Oh, the Yeah, I really voice. don't like the accent work. No. <laughs> Why? Right. Shut In- your mouth with that goose again. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you bring up the goose. This next question is about the goose. Uh, in 1999, a Schlemiel goose flew into a Schlemazel Fabio on a roller coaster. Am I saying that right, Hannah? Uh, yes, you are. Okay, good. In his own words, how did Fabio survive? Uh, I puffed out my face. <laughs> uh, it's, it's It's pretty dumb, but is it dumber than... I was with reflex fast enough to turn my head. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but you clearly weren't because it hit you square in the face and everybody saw it. Yeah. Did. I did some so research. That did not happen. I think it hit a camera because this was for like a, the launch of a roller coaster. I saw and that too, but that's, uh, that's Fabio spin and we will not accept oh, it. Okay. Very good. Um, <laughs> So we have two categories left. Right. Grappling and literature. I'm going to go with the dark horse. Let's do literature. Very good. Okay. In X-Men Annual Number 10, Mojo, a slugman whose superpower is blank, uses a goo to turn the X-Men into blank. Uh, his superpower is a barbed penis that can <laughs> either force one another partner to be quote unquote female and accept his barbed penis, or he will wow. be stabbed by another barbed penis X Man. And he so he, so he turned the X Men into females. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, which is bad in snail culture. It's, it's you know, they're sexist like us. Okay, so so gender swapping barbed penis. Yes. Uh, and ladies are your two blanks. Yes. Well, uh, the original answer is space TV producer and babies. <laughs> X-Men uh-huh. babies. I, uh, I, like I can't give you a point. Yeah, I, can't I like give you a point. better as, as a genuine story. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a real X-Men. That's a Chuck Austin-run X-Men story. <clears throat> yeah, that's the problem is mine is just the way that snails work, which is a problem. <laughs> oh, that's like taken from real... Sl- yeah, that's real how snails sl- work. They're gross. Oh. That's why we enjoyed it, I guess. Because yeah. it's learning. <laughs> I just love to watch slugs fuck. Oh, Dave's going to have to clean up all this spit off his <laughs> mic. <laughs> <laughs> just drooling once we start talking snail love Hannah's like can't help it I like that it's a matter of course that you're not gonna do it <laughs> oh god I don't even clean up the I mean the source of mess in this house is generally actually you know what it is generally me I'm I'm just a shitty girlfriend <laughs> I <laughs> that's quite a breakthrough we're having yeah I just realized it um, just, oh, I'm the source of all this relationship's oh, problems. Okay. We got some work to I, do. Ooh, thanks, Dogzo9000. You really helped thanks, me. Thanks, Mojo's breakthrough. Honestly, yes. Yeah, I should, I should do more around the house. Um, you know, it, just because I didn't own her initially, she's my cat too, and she feels like barfing a lot out of spite. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, let's move on to literature, uh, very highbrow literature. In X-Men number 103, <laughs> the team visits Banshee's ancestral castle and run into what enemy? Uh, Are you familiar with uh, the X-Men? Do you know who Banshee is? I do not know who Banshee is. Um, he, he screams, and using that scream, he can fly. Okay. Because of the That's scream. Cool. He That's screams cool. so loud. 
that it catches in his little wing flaps. Okay. I think think that's how that works. I think that's how it works. Sure. Why not? But he talks too. So in the comic, he'll be like, talk to the other X-Men while he's screaming. So I I was never sure if he stopped screaming to talk real quick and then started screaming again, or if he was like, yeah, I think go this way, Storm. I I don't know. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Jackie Chan's sentient foot that is half eaten and wants to uh, came back. Yeah. Yeah. Cross genre villain. It has developed self-awareness. That's going to take the whole team. They're going to have to call the new mutants to beat that fucking half a foot. I know, right? Uh, Well, the original answer, uh, Banshee's ancestral castle, they run into leprechauns. They have to fight leprechauns because uh, X-Men writers, when they hear a country, they just quickly write down the two or three things they know about that country, and that's their story or their characters. So uh, I think the foot is dumber than leprechauns, but I mean, just barely. It was either leprechauns or alcoholism. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I understand the 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 uh, the um, point detriments for the callback, but oh no! See, I, I don't do have a problem with that. I actually like that. Leprechauns. Uh, this next uh, this is not an X Men question. If you thought they were all X Men and that was the bit, no, this one is about a New York Times best selling book from 1931, which collects all of the mistakes made by idiot school children. It's illustrated mm-hmm. by Dr. Seuss. What's it called? Uh, write your math better, Jimmy. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> right tone, but I'm not sure it's dumber than boners. <laughs> boners is the name of the With book. a Z? Just, just an S. Just boners. Oh. Which at what the time. better with the Z, Dr. Seuss? I, I think I take it because it doesn't have the Z. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, Brockway, uh, you're going to have to settle, settle the tie. What? Did Hana get the point since there's no Z? I know, yes. understand you're a competitor, but okay. Yes. That's a real gentleman's move. It is. Okay. Uh, this re- requires a prop. I'm reaching over. I'm now holding a book at this very moment mm-hmm. that asks... Which burgers love to act? And the answer is ham burgers. What's the name of this book? <laughs> Things to make dads relevant. A hundred ways to be a dad and still feel like you belong in this world. And still make friends even though you're a dad now. You're going to kick yourself. All of those words. You're going to kick yourself on it. It's 101 hamburger jokes. God damn it. <laughs> 101 hamburger jokes. I'm pissed off because that's a better name for our website than 1-900-HOT-DOG. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, not, no, it's I, never too late for a I, rebrand. I know. Look, the idea of it being a hotline is pretty great. Yeah, that's true. I, there, there's some levels to it, but there's such a... A raw bluntness to 101 hamburger jokes that like, there is, just but makes me giggle. There's something about the concept of people being there 24 7 to help you with your hot dog problems. <laughs> yeah. It's, and that it's not an actual functional number. I don't know gets me too. But we do need to spin off. Uh, that can be like our click hole 101 oh, that's, hamburger yeah, jokes. Ooh, I'd love to write for that, please. <laughs> yes. That will be your project. Yes. That's just all you? Yes. Fuck yes. Your final literature question. Debuting in 1985 and killed in 2003, what's the name of the Marvel mutant? Oh, shit. I guess, I guess three of these are about the X-Men. Okay. What's the name of the Marvel mutant who secretes a sticky black substance from his skin? Uh, delayed your period for too long with pills, man. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about oxidizes, uh, you see. Yeah, no, I'm I just now realized that. Uh I'm going to give it to you because the original is the racial slur. They named the guy with the sticky black substance after the racial slur. Oh. They named him the N-word? <laughs> no, the uh, uh the second part of my name and then Tar. Huh. 
It's fallen. Okay. Oh, the British. Yeah. The is British it better or worse if he was a black man? You know, I don't even recall if you could see his skin. I think he was always covered in the, the black goop. But right. he, okay. it had a sort of a... So neither so in it's both. Just, it's, it's accidental racism. No, that's... <laughs> feel like yeah, the word not. only means the racist thing. Like, I don't know yeah. if there is a, a second. Right, but it's a not lot like of boners, superheroes which used to are mean... just substance and man. So I could see how that could happen. I'm not so defending the creators of that. They were just like I'm coming, not up with, them. coming up with synonyms and didn't they had no idea what that You know meant. what? The Somebody fact told that they added they baby like, oh my instead God. of man or woman. Yeah, no. This is the, you can't yeah, name never him mind. Tarman. Never mind. Never mind. Asphalt toddler. No, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. never mind. No, that was 100% intentional. Yeah, somebody did that on purpose. Someone, uh, I hate people. <laughs> you, you try to see the good in them. You really do. And and then they, they just, fuck. I, should, I shouldn't have put two racist ones in here. I realize now <laughs> that... Uh, I, I, literature like is racist. Literature is objectively racist. I mean, uh, I think we all know that. I think that's been proven. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's true. It's hard to get through the X Men without a little racism, though. Yeah, I and, mean, it's hard to get published. Period. But it, it, some people have an advantage. That's true. Well, we have one last category for Brockway. Uh, you're Wait, trailing how many points by. Do I have? You have nine points to Brockway right. six. Oh man. Um, so it's tough. Uh, your category is grappling. Okay. In a two thousand in two thousand four, after a wildly successful run in Ohio Valley Wrestling, Nick Dinsmore moved up to the WWE with a gimmick that killed his career in three years. What was his character? The Tar. No, no I can't do that one. <laughs> uh, I think it was Soft Boy. And he just wore a lot of very soft things so that he'd be pleasant I, to wrestle. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give you a point. Uh, he was actually Eugene, the mentally challenged wrestler. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and people loved it. Uh, they did storylines where he would get outsmarted and like fight the wrong guys. Uh, but the second he appeared, more or less half of the audience was like, I cannot fucking believe they're doing this. And the other half was like, holy shit, I can't fucking believe they're doing this. And uh, 2004 was like right in that era when we started to realize how wrong it was to do things like this. <laughs> yeah. And right. three years later, this this guy who had just been crushing it, like he, I think he's the Ohio Valley Wrestling's like leading title record holder. Like he's he's like the Bull Durham of the minor leagues of wrestling, like the greatest minor league wrestler. And then he did this Eugene shit and people are like, okay, you, you can't have wrestle again though. You realize that like that's, that's fucking despicable. Anyway, his final think appearance. He, he got to come up with his own character though. Or was that like, we're going to give you a character. I've got a great one. You're going to love it. I don't know. It's I ironically like it's a collaborative that process. character prevented him from developing CTE. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's a, a kind of ironic in a, in a in a way we'll cut in a in a way we'll cut from the show. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> just, I really shouldn't have put in things that we shouldn't joke about. But this last part is kind of funny because in his final appearance, uh, he shot a guy with a t-shirt cannon, and then he hugged him to sleep, and then he just never appeared again. <laughs> so they're like they. They finally like hit the wall and they're like, dude, we got to get rid of this Eugene guy. And they're like, well, he did just get hugged to sleep after shooting somebody with a t-shirt cannon. I'm like, ah, fuck it. That's fine. So <laughs> that's, um, that's his, that's the end of his character arc. As we yes. all know uh, when, when he first appeared, we were like, yes, that man has to be hugged to sleep. That's, yeah. and, uh, it, I was doing some research. I mean, he uh, could have come back as very sorry, neurotypical person, but I guess <laughs> that doesn't have the zing. <laughs> uh they the character was based on like some guy who worked there in the behind the scenes had like a oh. nephew no no he didn't like it wasn't him it was like his nephew but also with rain man because this was sort of like i say in the area right yeah. before we learned it was bad where they also kind of thought they were magical 
So he, so he was like really good at picking up other wrestlers' abilities. So he could like see another wrestler do things and then copy it perfectly with his like savant, you know, wrestling skills. Uh, it was, I feel like, twenty years uh, behind the time. Like if this was an '80s character, I think we'd kind of giggle about it. But in a 2004 character, it was like the clock is fucking ticking on whatever this is, guys. Like, yeah, who, you you I'm really doing the- this. Are you? You knew the wave yeah. was coming to wash away the sins of when, the when something is is too socially irresponsible for wrestling. That's yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, the only like, case that's ever happened, right here. <laughs> <laughs> but again, had a had a strange, lovable tone to it. Like people loved him. Uh, but again, it, it's hard to even create that context now. It's hard to say, like, no, guys, trust me, we loved it. No, it's it's it was crazy. Um, in the year 2000, the elderly wrestler Mae Young was impregnated with sexual chocolate Mark Henry's baby, and she went into early labor after landing a splash on Crash Holly. What happened? So she's in a wrestling match as a pregnant old lady, jumps on a guy using her tummy as the main attack. This uh, caused early de- labor. She delivered the baby right there, and the baby got the pin. Oh my god, that is... I'm not sure that's dumber. I'm going to ask Connor. That's what not thinks. dumber. I'm going to wait until you hear it. Wait, uh, is I, the real answer a middle aged man popped out? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish. An okay, EMT. Then I'm going to EMT, give it to Robert. <laughs> well, here, okay. Well, a point. <laughs> a point. Uh, here's the real answer. This happened on TV live on Monday Night Raw. An EMT pulled a human hand out of her with a pair of pliers. A just human a human hand? hand? Just like a human hand. A just a rubber covered, rubber gooey hand. A lot of ideas here. And what does that yeah. mean? What, what, what was that supposed to mean? Literally no one knows. I think, you know <laughs> what, someone might know. When I'm the one saying, I'm not sure how these ideas work together, that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad sign. So the EMT, uh, we actually mentioned him on the show when Josh Barnett was a guest. This is Tommy Blacha. He created Metalocalypse. He was a WWE writer for a while. So when I was doing research for this, I was like, oh shit, there's Tommy playing the EMT. So he might have had a part in this. Can we get him on the podcast and ask him what it meant? I think that's a good idea. I'll uh, I'll reach out to him. Uh, At the very least, I'll try to get an answer to this. I feel like this is one of those things where it's just funny that people ask. Because I found an interview with Mark Henry and some guy asked him, like, dude, what the fuck was with that hand? And he just started laughing for, like, 40 seconds. He's like, I asked Vince that. Every time I see Vince, I say, Vince, what the, what the fuck was that hand about? And then Vince does the same reaction. He just laughs at him. So, like, nobody it, knows. It, it's just supposed to be silly, but in a way that, like, kind of doesn't, like, that doesn't satisfy him. But this was the yeah. end of I the mean- Eugene arc, but you guys didn't <laughs> like him. You guys took him away early. It would have made sense. I yeah. guess I guess the answer was the answer to many UCB shows. What do we have in props that we don't have to borrow from someone else? Yeah, I feel like that's probably how it happened. But I, I feel like they they started the storyline and had no like exit strategy. So they're like, uh, this old lady has to have a baby. But if it's a, like if it's just a baby, that's not. I mean, what's that going to be? We can't, and we can't have like a stillbirth on the show. I mean, we just had the the mentally challenged guy. Like people, <laughs> people are going to get real bummed out. Also, our actual wrestlers are just dying left and right, yeah. right. as they always do. In a 1996 ECW match, cut from TV and apologized for, Raven did what to Sandman? Ooh, impregnated. <laughs> that is. Uh, that is dumber than what really happened, which was he fully crowned of thorns, crucified him on a wooden cross. Oh my God. Just <laughs> hung him up to die on the cross. In a moving tribute to Jesus Christ. <laughs> and people found that offensive. And they all sang uh, near my God to thee. It was a beautiful moment. 6,000 conversions on the spot right there. Uh what what you're actually perfect so far in this category. Yeah. So you you're playing yeah, for the no. win now. Okay, you just told me I'm perfect in the category of being dumber than wrestling. <laughs> not... Look, you're it's what you've always dreamed beating about. Beating me again, and I'm very upset. So just hang on to that. What was 
Macho Man Randy Savage's demand before his match with Jake the Snake Roberts? Ooh, he demanded uh, an exact body double of himself uh, delivered to his dressing room with no further questions. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, this might be dumber than the original. In the original, oh, you had to see that snake bite Jake Roberts first. I'm going to watch that snake bite you and not die. <laughs> he, oh, that's pretty good. He had, a, he, he had a cobra for that match. And Macho Man Randy Savage did not believe that it had been like devenomed. And so he's like, a lot of people trying to take out the Macho Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he works thought, in professional wrestling and he knows yeah. how little they value life. That's true. And he yeah, gains confidence. Smart. So I would have done the same. I would have been like, uh, that snake's biting somebody yeah. else. And then we're waiting. <laughs> so, and here they are, like, when it comes to like uh, clout, like Macho Man was higher up than Jake the Snake. So this was a demand that Jake the Snake kind of had to give into. You can't. You can't big league Macho Man Randy Savage. And so when Jake the Snake Roberts tells the story, he's super fucking cranky about it because he's like, this fucking guy makes me take out my goddamn snake and fucking put it up against me and bite me. My own snake. I hate it. I hate snakes. I don't know why I have this fucking gimmick. And like, he's like I'm a fucking cold. I'm not even warmed up for the match. I'm just no adrenaline. Just a fucking snake chomping into me. This fucking. And so he did that. And then Macho Man carefully watched him and waited for him to not die. He's like, and he's like, okay, okay, we'll go on and do it. And, uh, and there it is. And this like, story the, has been told exactly the same four times throughout wrestling, uh, except for the certainly. death part. <laughs> yeah, we did lose a lot of a lot of amateur wrestlers. Oh, I <laughs> thought you were going to say a lot of good snakes, but yeah, that's how you devenom a WWE Cobra. You just let it bite Lesser until it's running out of yeah. venom. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the soft boy, <laughs> poor soft boy. <laughs> <laughs> he took four bites though harder than we expected uh all right the final question what was a favorite prank shared by vince mcmahon and andre the giant Ooh, setting up wrestlers for false convictions <laughs> <laughs> there uh I, there's no way you get dumber than the original which was tricking people into seeing their poop <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no way of beating that. Yeah, Vince McMahon, uh, he loves to trick How's people into trick? seeing his poop. Well, he'd be wait, like, "Hey, wait. come in here, I got to show you something." And then, of course, there would be like, uh, "That's just a bunch showing." Of poop in that's the just that's still just showing someone your poop. Yes, but like it's unexpected. If there's you say, like hey, "Come and look at this turd," okay, but unless he says, "Let's look at something," I don't. But it's a bathroom. I. Don't, no, you're just, you just hey, want to show people Hey, nobody said it was a bathroom. <laughs> nobody said it was in the bathroom. It's just the craft That's services fair. table, That's lives fair. in a cloche, and just... Yeah, yeah. well, hey, Andre the Giant often wasn't the bathroom because he was too big for toilets. Yeah. And so in it's most just somebody's books, car. Yeah. When they mention Andre the Giant, usually people talk about, at least once, his drinking and his pooping. Because, yep. uh, like, in the Hulk Hogan's book, he talks about how... He had set up all these newspapers on the bed because I think they were in Japan or somewhere that we had no chance of sitting on the toilet. And he had like pooped this giant pyramid of like five people's worth of poop because he was 700 fucking pounds. And he's like, come in here, boss. You need to see something. And of course, Hulk Hogan's like, oh, what can I do for you, Andre? And and it's just, he, oh, you have looked at my poop. And that's like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope he was holding a little towel know. like a curtain and then whisks it away. <laughs> yeah. I hope he like put his hands over his eyes and walked him in slowly, got real close to it. He's like, well, I, th- okay. I think, I, I, think I know what you've done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. I didn't get that one. Not a shutout on that category. Yeah, but, uh, but a very win. solid 10 points to Hana's nine points. Congratulations, Robert Brockway. Dumber than wrestling. Fantastic. Thank you. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Unser Podcast Knaut. Und mit maximalem Schau. Doc Frankfurt Podcast. Correct. Yeah. Der Kraft ist nicht Kraft ist nicht ohne. Schickt ihn in die Hundesaune für eine Stunde. Komm schon, du kennst die Nummer.
Love is in the air tonight at 60. Count of 60 swinging singles vie for the attention of one lovely mate. Takes a king to rule a country, but only love rules supreme. It's love supreme. Let's meet our competitors. Three Finger Louie, Aaron Croston, Adrian H. Aiden Moat likes long walks on the beach. Oh, hook that one early. Step up your game, singles. Alpha Scientist Javo, Andreas Larson, Armando Nava likes short walks on the beach. A big swing. Benjamin Cyronin, Finn Talson, Brandon Garlock, Ryan Saylor likes running on the beach. Hey, all right. Brianne Whitney, Brockway loves the meat millet. Yes, he does. Sarah. Rev, Chase McPherson likes medium length beach drives. And okay, yeah, all right, you get that one. Chris Brower, Curious Glare, Dan B, D Costello, Donald Finney, Dr. Awkward likes horseback riding on the beach. See, that's how you do it, Chase McPherson. That's how you do it. We got Eric's Baldwin, Fancy Shark, Jello. Hambone fucking loves the beach. Their words, their emphasis. Haraka, hot fart. Jacob Thornburg would make love to the beach if only society would allow it. Okay. John Dean, John McCammon, John Minkoff, Josh S. Ken Paisley is the beach. Not, I'm not following on that one, Ken. Oh, he's doing a beach impression now. That's actually really good. K&M, Laziest Man on Mars, Mark, Matt Riley races the beach to the horizon every night and will do so until he catches her. Hey, that's beautiful, Matt. Michael Lair, Michael Wells, Mike Stiles, Moju, ND, Neil Bailey writes, if you cut me, do I not bleed sand? He's, he's cutting himself now. Good lord, it is sand, masterfully played. Nia Schaefer, Nick Ralston, Nick H, Ozzy Olin. Patrick Herbst has just legally changed his name to Beach McSlop. I, I get Beach, is there a significance to McSlop? No, he's shaking his head no. Rain Vargas, Rhiannon, Rich Joslin, Sarkovsky. Spotty Reception just bought the beach and no other contestants are allowed on it. Baby, if you like the beach, there is one game in town. Ted H has just murdered Spotty Reception and stolen the beach team. Looking back, this one was inevitable. Timmy Leahy, Toasty God has dynamite in a dream. Won't you make a new beach? Together? If that doesn't work on them, Toasty God, it worked on me. Tom Sekula, Tommy G, Yosaria, and our stunning star, the center of all this attention and deserves every bit of it, the gorgeous, the talented, Jaber Al Aiden, whose turn-offs include the beach. Oh, but wait, turn-ons? Dynamite, we got a match, let's love Supreme, folks.